Thanks for joining us on WDET's Detroit Today program. I'm Sandra Swoboda sitting in for Stephen Henderson today. And we're going to do something a little different now. We're going to go on a tour. I am going to take you out with me to Belle Isle. I was out there last week and had a look at some of the environmental work that's going on on the island. So let's go out there now. I'm on Belle Isle with Sam Lovell. He's a landscape architect, and he's currently a project manager for a Friends of the Detroit River project aimed at restoring some habitat and natural environment on the island park. Sam, tell me about the Blue Heron Lake Okanoka project that you're heading up here. It's actually a phased project. Uh, We're standing here at the Blue Heron Lagoon, which was completed in 2014, basically opened up the lagoon to the river, allows Great Lake fish to come in and spawn and enjoy the nursery habitat. Uh, We did a similar project on the south shore of the island at the uh, South Fishing Pier. And again, a fish habitat restoration project. In between the South Fishing Pier and the lagoon lies Lake Okanoka. The idea is to enhance the connection between the lagoon to Lake Okanoka and then punch back out to the river on the other end of the lake, which would allow flow from Lake St. Clair into the lagoon, into Lake Okanoka, and then back back into the river, considerably cleaning up the water quality in Lake Okanoka, just like what you see here in the lagoon, how beautiful it is, the, the blue water here. But, um, and then, and then the, uh, again, a, a restoration for fish, as well as recreation. We're looking at opportunities for kayaks and canoes to pass through this connection. We're looking at the strand would become actually a bridge over this maybe 30 to 50 foot wide uh, opening between the two water bodies. Certainly allowing fish, but again, a great place for for, um, kayaking and canoeing. You say it's a phased project. Are we in an early phase, a middle phase, and, and what's been done and what's to come? Well, I guess the first phases were to complete the um, the lagoon and and the, the fishing pier, and you should know that um, the the MDNR is is also looking at a pro- an independent project of um, basically improving that pier structurally and possibly reconnecting it at the other end to to the land so that it doesn't dead end. So there's a number of things going on, but. Um, also, what's probably more important is, as part of this project right now is that we're analyzing the hydrologic hydrology of the entire 200-acre wet music flatwoods forest, which is right adjacent to this, basically the whole um, eastern half of Belle Isle. So behind the nature zoo on the other side of the Coast Guard station, um, uh, inland from Lake Okanoka. Correct. This is... Um, Again, um, technically known as a, a, a wet mesic, flatwoods forest, very rare association of plant material and probably the largest um, wet mesic flatwoods forest in Michigan, right here on Belle Isle, has degraded to a certain extent due to the emerald ash borer, the Dutch elm disease. So some of the, um, some of the trees, some of the major shade trees have kind of dropped out. But, uh, and of course now we have invasive species problems, but as part of some of the other work that Friends of the Detroit River is doing, we're, we're making a good effort to control those, those plants. What sort of invasive species are, are inland there in that forest area? Well, the ones we're targeting are uh, Phragmites, reed canary grass, purple loosestrife, and um, Japanese knotweed, those four. Yeah. Phragmites is probably the most significant. 
So that's in the forest. What do we see in terms of invasive species uh, closer to the Detroit River, the shoreline here? In the water? And on land. Well, in, the, the Phragmites is considered an aquatic, an aquatic uh, invasive. Oh, even it, though it's inland. It's well, it's it's on the edge. Yeah, Actually, okay. you know, if you have, if you really look at um, the forest itself, we're talking about wet music. It's it's a wetland. It's a regulated wetland, which um, supports aquatic plants. Phragmites is one of them. It likes to live in about six inches of water. Okay. And what about out here on the shore? Do we see other things on this peninsula? Other um, invasives. Well, we just passed a big grove of Japanese knotweed. It's it's just out of sight now, but uh, and there's reed, the reed canary grass is everywhere. I don't see, I can't see. When you ask me the question here, I don't yeah. see it, but it's it's just about everywhere on the island. We're seeing where we're standing now. There's a lot of things that look like daisies or Queen Anne's lace. Oh, that, yeah. Can you tell me about those? Why are they out here? Well, we have um, we have uh, Queen Anne's lace, Queen Anne's lace, chicory, um, some knapweed. Those things came to this location. When we, we, when we made this restoration, because we used topsoil from a, another area on the island. Um, when they were reconstructing some of the uh, racetrack, stripping the lawn area, we were able to salvage that topsoil and bring it here. But not knowing it had more than just lawn grass seed in the, in the seed bank, it had all these other things as well. We're not overly concerned about that. I mean, it's a little messy right now, but this was all planted with a... Um, a native seed mix, which, as you can see, is also starting to come up. The uh, the, the uh, black-eyed Susan is popping up all over the place. There's there's other there's daisies. There's other other material that was in that mix, and some of the grasses, the blue, the big blue stem and little blue stem, are starting to show. I'm hoping that in time that that mix will. It just was planted two years ago, but it could eventually take over some of these other other messier plants. Well, let's go back to the to the animal life on the island a little bit. What are you seeing in, in the first phase of the project that you're working on? What are you seeing in terms of uh, how it's affecting animal life on the island? Well, the opening of the lagoon is is definitely affected the, um, the, the fish life on the island, actually the fish in the lagoon. Um, so we're excited about that, and it's all tied together. You know, the bird, the bird life, which has actually been increasing since the city of Detroit constructed the um, upland habitat over on the on this on this bank of the lagoon. You can see all the native shrubbery. There's sumac in there. There's gray dogwood. There's some poplar that's starting to kind of tower over the top. So there's a variety of native materials there that migratory birds are really taking advantage of. In as part of this project as well, we. Um, we dredged into a deep hole into the lagoon and, and created this peninsula for uh, turtles and herpt herptofauna, meaning reptiles and amphibians. So we're, we're really addressing uh, all the animals. Yeah. Are there any drawbacks to doing this much management on the island? I, well, I don't see any drawbacks on it. We're just, we're really just uh, scratching the surface as to what the Detroit River was 150 to 200 years ago with, with being a... Uh, a real um, uh, vibrant area for, for fish and wildlife.
So that was Sam Lovell. He's a project manager with Friends of the Detroit River, and you are hearing him on WDET. I'm Sandra Swoboda, hosting Detroit Today with you today. And we had a nice tour of Belle Isle last week. Sam Lovell took me around and explained a lot of what's going on on the eastern end of the island. I feel like when we talk about Belle Isle, especially becoming a state park in the last couple of years, we've talked about the management of Belle Isle, and we've talked about the people on Belle Isle, and we've talked about the car traffic on Belle Isle, and we've talked about the car races on Belle Isle. But we don't always really get into what's out there literally in the weeds and in the trees and in the waterways that are on the island. And so Sam Lovell's project is aimed at making some real restoration efforts to the environment out there, as you heard in there, about the fish spawning and the turtle habitats. And when I walked out with him, I could really see it. So I will be sharing with you those photos and some more audio of our segments on WDET.org today. But next, I would like to take you with Sam and me to the South Fishing Pier. That's the one next to the Coast Guard Station. And here's what's going on at that site. We're here on the uh, south shore of of Belle Isle, kind of at the easterly end. And and I wanted to show you this uh, South Fishing Pier project because it's it's really a small part of a much much bigger project that Friends of the Detroit River has been involved with for the last five to eight years. Uh, with funding with the Great Lakes Restoration Initiative. But here at the South Fishing Pier and at the Blue Heron Lagoon uh, in 2013, we completed these habitat restoration projects that um, basically are about the Great Lakes fish. We're we're trying to bring back areas on Belle Isle for for spawning and nursery habitat that, um, you know, 200 years ago was everywhere up and down the Detroit River. And now... Now it's it's almost nowhere, but but here on Belle Isle, there's several opportunities to do some good things. Why is it important to have that space here on Belle Isle? There's a there's a whole Lake St. Clair and Detroit River out there. Why do you need the fish to spawn in the Belle Isle lakes? Well, right now there's very little place in the Detroit River for um, spawning and habitat. A lot of pass-through fish, but um, Belle Isle offers one of the few areas of public property that can anything can happen. You certainly on private property we're pretty much restricted from doing anything. And likewise there's open space. There's um, as, as we get into this in a little further you'll see these inland water bodies like Lake Okanoka and the Blue Heron Lagoon are right next to the edge of Belle Isle. So by uh, reconnecting them to the river we can then recreate some inland, some calm inland water areas that are surrounded by uh, wetlands and really restore what was here to a small scale to what was here a couple hundred years ago. What kind of fish would be coming in to spawn? Just about everything that's out in the Detroit River. You know, we're talking about shiners, the minnows, some of the bait fish for the larger fish, whitefish, walleye, northern pike, bluegills, perch, bass, Every, everything you can think of could probably come into the uh, the lagoon and, and to the Lake Okanoka. And those were connected at one time to the river, or uh, were they built separate? Well, years ago, the neither of these lakes actually existed. Belle Isle was a much smaller island, and this whole eastern end of it was um, created from fill, fill, fill material brought from the mainland. So... The lagoon and the islands were, um, well, they were separate from the river when they built built this end. At one time I understood that the lagoon was connected, but 
in later years it was disconnected. So yeah, it was no longer connected to the river. Are there environmental implications of reconnecting if they weren't connected in the first place, or uh, are we? Uh, are there any dangers? Maybe that's a harsh word of sort of creating the ecosystem um, that you're talking about. Well, we're working with all the regulatory authorities. First of all, you know the uh, the D- Michigan DNR and the uh, uh, Department of Econ- or, um, Environmental Quality is are involved with these projects from a permitting standpoint. But just across the strand here, you'll notice the uh, the large wetland forest. This is what we call uh, 200 acres of wet music flatwoods forest. A very unique uh, association of plant material that we definitely do not want to cause any damage to. And as part of this project, we've undertaken a, a, a significant par- part of the project was to, to do a hydrologic analysis and pre-design of uh, that whole forested area to make sure that we wouldn't be doing any damage. And, and describe what part of the island that is. Well, this is pretty much the whole eastern half. The 200-acre forest is about the, eastern, the whole eastern half of the island. So moving towards Lake St. Clair from the middle of the island. Correct. Yeah, kind of the northeastern, if you want to look at it that way, northeastern half towards Lake St. Clair. You're kind of talking about projects that are in the future. Tell me a little bit about what you've done here so far with Friends of the Detroit River. Well, as we were, yeah, sure, as we're getting to this um, South Fishing Pier project, this was this and the Blue Heron Lagoon were our um, our first projects on the island. Uh, at, at the South Fishing Pier, as you can see, the um, the pier is parallel with the shoreline. Um, in between the pier and the shore, we've dredged three deep holes for uh, more exciting fish habitat. Fish kind of like those drop-offs and some, and, you know, a little undulating uh, bottom area. And then developed some shallow areas with the dredgings for aquatic plant material. Then to protect the entire area, we haven't gotten out there yet, but you'll notice that... Um, there's some stone, natural stone, limestone shoals that are serve as breakwaters so that the freighters and pleasure craft in the river, the wake from those craft, don't come in and create too much disturbance for the fish. Fish don't like waves? Well, they, they can tolerate some, but when they're spawning and they like a little bit of still water, they like, you know, their privacy just like everybody else. <laughs> There you go, an exercise, a lesson in fish spawning on the Detroit River at Belle Isle. Fish spawning, I mean, all jokes aside, is actually an environmental restoration project that's going on around the Great Lakes, uh, some of the rivers and the estuaries that, that feed into other places, like Duluth, Minnesota, for example, is doing a project with sturgeon. I learned about that as part of a fellowship with the Institute for Journalism and Natural Resources earlier this summer. So I'm glad I got to hear about what's going on in Detroit. It's nice to see some of the efforts going on in Belle Isle, and we'll be watching those uh, as those projects continue. You can follow along with some of them and hear more of my conversation with Sam Lovell on the island at WDET.org. We will have an aerial map of the island with some audio features and conversations that we had over the whole east end. Some of those sites will look familiar to those of you who visit out there, the Livingston Lighthouse, the Blue Heron Lagoon, and a walk across and through the waterways. And 
we had a chance meeting with someone from the Michigan DNR. So I will let you discover that on WDET.org, where you can hear all the programs and see some enhanced digital features that we're doing on the site that have to do with parks and everything else we talk about on the show. Thank you for joining us today. WDET is produced, WDET's Detroit Today program is produced by Amy Miller, Jay Carlyle Larson, Art Regner, and Laura Herberg. I'd like to thank the special assignments team, Nina Ignazic, Melissa Mason, Amber Harvey, and Michael Ferentz, who contributed to today's show. Our program director, Joan Isabella, the technical director and engineer, Matthew Trevethan, and associate producers, Anthony Leewig, Virginia Walrod, and Pam Conley. You're listening to WDET Detroit, Wayne State's public radio station.